Hello and welcome to the Nevermind Poly podcast. My name is Matt. I'm your host. We chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. How are you all doing? It is finally Friday as this goes out. I hope everyone is good. Um, I'm recording this on the 2nd of February 2023. Um, so you're hearing this in about three weeks time. But um, the podcast is absolutely smashing at the minute. We are putting out guest episodes left, right and centre. The My Take episodes have gone down really well where I talk about uh, a gig review, an album review, and there's more of those to come in the coming months. Um, thank you so much. So this episode is with David and Glenn of the band Lovesick Radio. Um, I want to do a massive shout out to them for coming on the show. Uh, that This episode is fantastic. I really enjoyed myself, as I feel like they did as well. Um, really, really great guys. I want to do a shout out to their their PR person Jamie for sorting this out over at Rage PR absolutely lovely human being thank you for sorting this and um yeah thank you guys for listening this is a fantastic conversation all about Lovesick Radio if you're unaware of who Lovesick Radio are they've just put out a brand new single called The Last Goodbye um go and check it out it is fantastic if you are a fan of just straight up balls to the wall like rock and roll music this is it it's a proper summer vibe um, I really, really love it, and the album is coming uh, at some point this year, so that's very exciting. I can't wait for you guys to hear it, so I'm going to be quiet and let you guys listen to my conversation with David and Glenn of the band Love Sick Radio. Of course, if you want to financially support the podcast, you can do over at patreon.com forward slash nevermindpolypodcast, or alternatively, uh, the the better thing to do is to tell a friend, share a post on Instagram. Uh, it's never mind Polly Podcast on Instagram. Um, just let people know where where we're at and what we're doing. Anyway, I'm gonna let you listen to my conversation with Lovesick Radio. Enjoy. Hi guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Poly podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. And this week we are going international once again, we're going to America. We're speaking to Lovesick Radio. I've got Glenn and David on the line with potentially another one joining in a minute. How are things? <laughs> great. Things are great. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we like to keep people on the edge of their seat. Tucker was like, mm. I'm going to be there. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, so yeah, we're here today basically to talk about uh, everything that Lovesick Radio have got going on. Um, I wasn't aware of you guys until the new single, which dropped really recently, The Last Goodbye, uh, got sent mm-hmm. by your lovely PR people. Um, so I kind of want to start from from my perspective as well. Where does where has Lovesick Radio come from? What where was your origin story in terms of a band? Um, well, Lovesick Radio almost has like like two marks. Like it was a band, it was one of my earlier bands and uh, we started, it was musically, it was very similar. Then a producer kind of got hold of it and changed a little bit and we kind of did some things and it, you know, kind of hit a plateau where the band kind of fell apart. And I started doing a lot of session work and playing with people like Haley Steinfeld and um, some things with Florida Georgia Line and just some kind of session work or live stuff. Sure. And, um, and a manager at the time, I was playing some stuff, some new songs, because I was sending him to Troy, our singer, and we were just kind of writing. And he's like, you guys should just call this Lovesick Radio and start, it, start the band up again, you know, because nobody, you know, knows Lovesick Radio in certain areas. So like, just do what you want to do, as long as it feels good, mm-hmm. and be true to yourself. 
And um, so then at the time we started forming the bands and I get another guitar player we had in the beginning knew Glenn mm-hmm. and Glenn's like, yeah, he just got out of another band that was really cool. And he was like, I'm, yeah, I have nothing else to do. You know? Yeah. You know, <laughs> and so we started playing bass and, you know, writing, bringing some cool ideas in. And so we kind of started writing and forming the band and going, you know, finding the right guys. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. And when, as soon as we got together, we started traveling a lot. We went to, you know, China to play some big festivals and, you know, before we even had that many songs you know, in the pocket. So it was kind of started moving pretty fast until we're, and we're still developing a sound. And I think, you know, with last goodbye as a song, that you just heard is a it's kind of like a combination of what everybody's kind of into it has the blues it has the pop it has a little twang which is kind of like you know the stones and had and we had the horns and stuff and the, you know just big melodies so it's kind of a you know it's kind of like that's the origin story in a nutshell really quick up to this point amazing stuff amazing stuff and that's there is so many influences on a song that is not even three minutes long. That's what I love about it. And the, the only the only critique, if I had one for you guys, is you should have released this in the summer because this is a summer jam, 100%. <laughs> I cannot wait for the one and a half days in Britain that we'll get some sunshine <laughs> and I'll get to like put this at full whack because this is a total summer record and summer song. Um, so yeah, like I kind of want to ask you guys as well because you guys are in different parts of america and i know my geography in terms of america is fucking sparse and stupid to be fair um so where how do you guys are you guys there permanently where you are at the moment or do you come together to to write and record or or how does that all work um are you guys quite close together (laughs) i'll answer the first part then glenn can answer the second part well i mean i i play with some um other bands and do some other things for some like a show here in vegas and so I kind of go back and forth. Ohio is where the band is located. Most of the guys are there. For sure. So I kind of, I travel there weekly. Yeah, for sure. So then to answer the second part, all the rest of us are permanently in Ohio. Um, <laughs> that's like our full-time place. Uh, so yeah, we get together weekly, like David said, to get together, write, rehearse, um, and then we're recording here. Um, at a studio called sonic lounge mm-hmm. so well, that's where we're doing the whole record amazing stuff amazing stuff um so if someone who has stumbled across this podcast and someone across lovesick radio how would you describe your sound to someone who who had never heard of you guys i mean the obvious answer is to tell them to put spotify on to be honest but you know i like to try and put you on the spot <laughs> um I, I to me it's working class rock and roll music you know with the modern spin on it you take a band like uh the rolling stones and meets i don't know like a an acdc but done in today's type of world you know we don't want to sound like a throwback but we also enjoy a lot of those bands and like we you know when you just put guitars on a song nowadays people tend to think oh that's classic rock you don't have a lot of other stuff on it um but we just want to play with that edge and vibe of like a band is starting out today. So, Absolutely. And there's something that really needs to be said for you guys in terms of the production, because this is like a really, really, it's got plenty like in the low end as well as just being mm-hmm. a really, really shimmering, really nice 
sounding record. It sounds, like you say, it sounds familiar, but also not, if that makes any kind of sense how I've said that, oh, you know? That's cool. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so another thing that I wanted to talk about was um, creativity, because the world has been in a bit of a fucking dire place the last couple of years uh, with the pandemic. And stuff. I don't want to touch on it because it's so yeah. depressing and so boring and everyone's so over it, but it did give creative people a chance to stop, take stock and look at kind of where they're at, you know? And that goes for everybody in life because a lot of people sort of left their jobs and was like, well, no, I'm doing this thing. Fuck this. I don't want to do this. I want to pursue this career path or whatever. But for creative people, when you say you physically can't leave your house or you can't meet up with bandmates and things, it creates a weird kind of uh, paradox almost. So how did you kind of kind of, find that and did that affect your creativity in any way you want to go glenn or you want me to answer it? uh i mean I'll, I'll go first uh i mean okay. for me it was like as depressing as it was when we're all kind of locked in our houses it gave me a lot of time to be really like introspective mm -hmm. and be very creative like i really just dove deep into my emotions which typically is what spurs creativity for me i think coming out of being locked in my house and having all that time to think and not really you know be out experiencing life um i think i wrote and i think we collectively as a band really with that opportunity wrote our best material because we had the time to really look inward and you know figure out what drives us creatively yeah, I mean, we definitely, uh, when you have that much time on your hands, like we would, you know, write ideas and kind of send them back and forth to each other and yeah. change stuff around. And I mean, there's a song I think we called um, Why Weren't You First, we wrote during that time. And then recently, we pretty much rewrote the song to make it a little cooler. And it just sounds, I'm really excited to finish tracking that song. You know, just kind of, I think we also, it helped us find the identity of what the band's music is because you know like glenn likes stuff totally different than me and vice versa and or, or you know, but we also all meet in the same place as yeah. well and um like uh like glenn has a lot of cool ideas and i love like when he brings stuff in because i think he has a different perspective of things so i always take him seriously like when he says something I'm like okay i'm going to definitely think about that because that's a good idea you know yeah. so you know it's just, i think it just kind of it just kind of brought us together in a weird way at the same time as we were far apart. Absolutely. And, and you spoke a little bit about that, about the fact that you guys do do write quite collaboratively by the sounds of it and you bring different things in. Is it a case of you guys will just get yourselves in a room and go, I've got this part, I've got this part, let's, met, let's try and jerk together? Or is it a case of trying a bit more, trying to figure it out? How do you go about sort of writing a song basically like Last Goodbye? It kind of happens both ways. Like last goodbye, I kind of had the music for it and um, kind of idea where I wanted to take it. Mm. And then I sent it to Troy and Troy came up with his ideas. And I think we sent it to like Glenn and the rest of the guys. And Glenn came up with this really great bass part for it, which I think also in inspired the direction we took it in the studio, mm. like adding the keys and the horns to it. You know, it's kind of cause it's a very moving bass part and the guitar part is very, very simple guitar part it's you know it's, it's twangy it's kind of like a rip off of keith richards and angus young if they were just jamming yeah but uh 
but uh, you know, it's just like, again, like it's just, everybody brings their ideas and they inspire something else. You know, it's like when you, you're cooking and you throw different ingredients in and then you finally get the, at the end, that's kind of what mm-hmm. the song is. Uh, yeah, that, that's to, that's that makes perfect sense, and that's the thing. There is so many different layers to that song, just that song in particular. So, like, it really makes me excited for uh, the album because it is just going to be a case of if that's just one under three minute song having that many layers and that many different parts to it. It's it's really fucking cool. I'll, I'll be honest, and I really hope that you guys will be able to to pull that off live as well because, like you say, the horns and stuff. Like get you guys with a full fucking orchestra, like that's, that's, <laughs> what, I, that's what I want to see, you know. Um, oh, that'd be super dude. cool. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's like that song is definitely more stripped down when we play it live, but it's mm. it has a different vibe to it. But like, eventually, if we get the the budget, we'd love to have all those parts live. I think it'd just be cool, yeah. you know, like the, you know, like the Stones used to do, or like any of those big bands, Aerosmith or you know whoever. It's just, you know, it's music's cool and adding those different layers just makes things exciting. You know? Absolutely. I, I want to kind of, um, I find it really interesting to see like the origin of where people have come from in terms of uh, any kind of creativity, but especially musicians on this podcast. So if you can, how did you develop a, a passion for music and where did you look, first pick up your instruments? Go first, Glenn. Okay. Um, actually, so my Mine came from my dad, who mm. he's been playing for, I don't know, 40 some years. Uh, mm. So when I was little, I think I was nine, he brought home a guitar, which was wound up being my first guitar because I saw it and fell in love with it. And I was like, I went to my mom and I said, you need to convince dad to give me that guitar because <laughs> I want to play. So yeah. I started I started playing guitar then um when I was eight, 18 or 19 um I picked up bass to go to Chicago and play with a band called Romantic Rebel um mm-hmm. I spent a little bit of time with them then I came back from that and that was when uh when David got a hold of me and we started jamming so I mean bass wasn't what I started on but I kind of got into it just because that's where the opportunities were. And now I love it. Like I, that's what I enjoy doing the most. Cause I think I, when I write, I think very rhythmically and mm-hmm. bass gives me that opportunity to be more rhythmic with the way that I play. Absolutely. I mean, he's, and he's come a long way from like where he, you could tell like, okay, he's a guitar player. He plays bass. Oh, I saw when we started. You didn't suck. You just definitely develops as becoming a more of a bass player and you know thinking it in a different way. Because as guitar players, you know you pick up the four strings, like yeah, just play the rhythm, and he obviously he's stretched out a lot. So it's really cool to watch him progress. Um, for me, it's like a, I don't know. Is my I was actually born in Manchester, England, and came to America when I was five. Oh, yeah. So uh, my my mom was a huge music person, and she would play all this you know all this stuff and introduce me to music and when i was like uh i think in fourth grade i was like stealing her like cds and stuff and i'm like i want to play guitar you know yeah. like you know we're looking at her like these these cds like you know of led zeppelin or aerosmith I'm like, that just looked cool to me mm-hmm. um then you know watching tv and seeing all those bands and um so you know i started playing guitar then and my mom was very uh influential with pushing me and like because she could tell I enjoyed it and 
started writing songs that were terrible. They only recently got somewhat okay. So, you know, it's just, it's just kind of, you know, just, I think the, the, like almost like Glenn's story, like your parents influence you, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny because Glenn's dad would record me when I was in high school, you know, in, in his studio and he still works with us today. So it's kind of cool. Like he's, he has, he has a nice voice in the band where he helps us with the productions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of like bounce, it's great to bounce ideas off of him when we're recording. Absolutely, I, I love that, and that—that's the thing. If it's—if it's a super, like, say, collaborative thing, that—that's really, really cool. I love that. Um, so I have a question, and this is sort of—I have to preface this with everybody because some people might not get the British sarcasm. When I'm a massive, huge podcaster, and I have enough money to create my own festival, right? And I invite all the bands that have ever been on here back to play said festival. I'm going to create the ultimate rider. Now, what I'm going to ask you guys is to add one thing to that rider. So then every band will have something they've always wanted on a rider. So currently, this is going to get longer as the as the year goes, but we've had like sushi on there, a sauna, um, white wine, bean bags. Like, so what would you add in a dream scenario to a rider? Something you would, if money was no object, I want that. That's what I want. I mean, I'm pretty simple. Well, I, what I asked for on our writers is some like chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can work with that. <laughs> uh, okay, I was gonna say coffee. For sure, for sure. I fancy, fancy coffee, like a nice, uh, a nice French roast. Yeah. I, I mean, our, our drummer would probably ask for a full bar. Yeah, yes, I mean, he would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, and another question I'd like to ask, again, in, a, in this dreamland scenario, if you had to pick two bands, and it's good that there's two of you, so uh, a band each who you wish you could play with in a three-band bill, and they ha- mm. the only rule is they have to be actively touring. Okay. You go first, Glenn. Oh, man, that's a tough one. Um, at this point, I'm going to say I'm going to say the 1975 for sure. Amazing. That's yeah, my yeah. favorite active band. Love well, that. I'm going to say Rival Sons. That is a hell of a lineup. Uh, where where yeah. about, are you going opening, middle or top? In the, in Probably the- open so we can watch. Yeah. Them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As long as I can watch them, I'm good. That that sounds that's that's more than fair. I've got Matt Healy on the line. He he's a big fan of the show, so I'm sure we can make that work. And the rival oh, songs, they're, they're cool. They can make that happen. I'm sure. <laughs> well, um, actually, on a lot of our record, uh, Todd, who plays keys and rival sons, played this stuff on the record. So, oh well, that's half the job done. I've just got to get Matt Healy on the phone. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, just call him up. <laughs> I love that. Um, so something that. I kind of wanted to talk about as well is that you spoke at the very beginning of the chat about going to China and places like that and, and doing big festivals. How is touring life for you guys? How do you get inside the headspace of going, right, we've got 10 minutes, we're about to hit stage. What, what's going through your head? How do you sort of get yourself mentally as well as physically prepared? You go first, Glenn. Um, sure, yeah, I'll go first. Um, so I guess for me... Uh, I take a few deep breaths because, I mean, I've been doing this for 10 years and I still get nervous. Um, So I take a few deep breaths. You know, we all kind of come together. David goes around, 
shakes everyone's hand, says, have a good show, sir. That calms me down immediately. Um, I like to, I like to have a cup of coffee before I go on stage Mm -hmm. that, um, that mellows me out. Um, but as far as like preparing, it's just, I don't know, I guess I don't really do that much prep work except for just, you know, a cup of coffee, some deep breaths, a nice handshake with my buddy, David. So that well, you in a good set of shoes, a good set. Oh yeah. The shoes are super important. I have to, the outfit though, is like days in advance. <laughs> <laughs> That's not 10 minutes before. So it's, it's strange. The reason why I ask is because you have some bands that are quite like, not, I don't want to say superstitious, but they're like, right. I won't have this before the show. I won't do this. Like I need to make sure. I get oh something. yeah. Like super yeah. practical things that pe- normal people like myself don't think about when you've had to go on stage and rock it out, you know? So how about, how about you, Dave? Do you have anything you have to do before stage or? You know what? I don't even think about it until I'm right. Getting ready to go on stage. Mm. I, I, I think that's for me, that works the best. Like we'll have some cool shows lined up. I don't even really think about them. until like we're there. I don't know why, you know, I, I guess that just means I'm never going to be in a band because I overthink <laughs> everything. Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bad bass player, but a terrible, but a worse drummer. So knowing me, I'd probably forget to pack sticks or pack a plectrum or something ridiculous. <laughs> That's why I've had to consort to a life of podcasting as opposed to anything else. But um... <laughs> like for me, the bigger the show, the better, like, I'm actually less nervous like the bigger shows. Yeah. So, like and like we played in front of like eighty thousand people one time yeah. and I wasn't I was just like, let's do it, you know. Yeah. I actually I, I, I'm with smaller shows, smaller shows when everybody's like listening, there's less people there. You might think about it more because you can really mm-hmm. see the four people there watching you. Yeah. Like, when you, you know, can so make direct sorry, go I'm sorry, David. No, I, go ahead, go ahead. Um, when you can make direct eye contact with every single person in the crowd, mm. it's a little more nerve wracking than when there's 80,000 people and it looks like just a sea of faces. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and that, that being said, obviously you guys have got it by the sounds of it nailed down uh, for live performances. Do you do anything to each other, any hijinks uh, on stage to not to deliberately put someone off, but is there anything you kind of like any moments that on tour that you've gone I'm going to get you for that later. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think we might joke around people off stage. I don't know if on stage, I mean, we might like faces or something at each other, you know, we just want to have a good time. So I think we usually smiles on stage, you know, it's like, I know that's probably not cool to be, but we'll smile and laugh and have a good time, you know? That, that's fair that's fair um and obviously you're in the process of um the making an album at the moment whereabouts are you in that process at the moment as we record this is it sort of mixed and mastered or is it still in the recording process whereabouts roughly are you at with that we're finishing up the last few songs and then we have some more songs to mix it's going to be a, a mixture of new songs that we haven't released yet with a couple of the songs that we put out before like the strongest of our mm-hmm. online singles so like last goodbye will be on there Nothing left to lose. Um, give me something, you know, just with a, bu- a bunch of new stuff. So it's going to be cool. Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be really good. Um, so I, I don't want to take too much more of your time. Your, uh, to, don't want to take too much time, gentlemen. God, 
words today. You can tell <laughs> that I've not had a coffee in a little while. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, just want to take too much of your time. So my final question would be to you guys. It's a question I've asked every single band who've been on this podcast in the last, uh, coming up to three years. And it's very simple. And it's, what is the best thing about being in your band? And it can be as trivial or as deep as you like. You can take it however you like. Although one thing I will say is I did have uh, a dear friend of mine on the podcast once. Uh, he's in a death metal band and he simply went nothing. That is the <laughs> <laughs> Which is my favorite. And it's so on brand <laughs> as well. He just went nothing. Nothing is good about being in a band. <laughs> he did elaborate. Everything was fine. But it was just one of those things. <laughs> well, I mean, I can only speak for myself. But for me, it's like I get. It's weird. I, I enjoy writing songs with the band, the guys in the band, and I enjoy when we go places that I've been where the other guys haven't been, like, giving, sharing that experience with them for the first time. To me, that I get a kick, up, kick out of that, like going somewhere with like, again, like Glenn, going overseas with Glenn, mm -hmm. on that huge, those long, boring flights. It's, just, it's cool to see through the eyes of those guys. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. And then, like, if they come, like, bring they bring cool ideas. That's really cool too. Or going, we play cool shows. You know, everybody in the band has a totally different personality, but they all work together, and it's 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 fun. You know, it's it's just cool. It's my answer. That's okay, lovely. that's a good answer. That. Thanks, Glenn. You're welcome. Uh, my honestly, my favorite part of it. This is very trivial. So I'm glad you said that's a, that's okay. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> honestly, just hanging out with my friends. Yeah, doing doing something that I love to do with mm -hmm. my friends, like because I love playing music, I love writing music, I love being creative, and the fact that I get to do that with my friends is amazing. For sure, for sure, I love that, and that that is pretty much the perfect way to end the podcast. Um, thank you very much, gentlemen, for for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. I hope everything goes swimmingly with the album uh, when that's finished and released. I'm sh I'll be shouting about it when it does. Um, you. When you guys next come over over to the UK, um, and if I can make it down to a show, I'll buy you a, a beverage of your choice, um, which a lot of people, can I just add, have called me out and gone, no, you never do that. I literally went to go and see a previous band uh, literally two days ago, and he was standing at the merch band, I walked up with a beer, and I said, a promise is a promise. So just throwing it out there for Aww. anyone who's <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're supposed to be over in, in Europe and stuff in uh, late August. Is it August? Oh, amazing. Okay. Amazing. So hopefully we'll be close to you and then you can make it out. Absolutely. And um, yeah, I, I would say you guys are definitely like um, a dancey kind of band. You can definitely vibe and have a good boogie. That, that's, 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 what I, that's what I want to see. You see me oh, throwing, yeah. throwing some shapes, as they say. <laughs> I, I sound so old. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop this podcast out. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much guys hey um, thank you love Thanks sick radio me. on the nevermind poly podcast david and glenn thank you very much see yeah, you very soon you. peace there you go david and glenn of love sick radio on the nevermind poly podcast Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I hope you all have a fantastic week, whatever you are up to. And we will see you very, very soon for another episode of the Nevermind Poly Podcast. See you soon. Bye.